0: Get us to just keep going and keep moving, or whatever, but I just want to take this moment and just say thank you for this church. Um, I got a call uh yesterday, it was uh, it was from one of the gentlemen who was a part of our church for a while. Uh, where did Mike move to, Bobby? Where did he, move to Virginia, Beach. Virginia Beach? Um, but uh, talked to him on the phone yesterday, and Mike Kim was a part of a church for a while, and um, and he just said. You know, if you know Mike, you seem just a big guy, he's a trucker, and he's a truck driver, and his job's taking him to another, another state now, and he's, 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 le- he's, le- he's left, he's already gone. But I got to talk to him yesterday, and, and he just said, Pastor, you know, he just I just want, just want to thank you. I want to thank the church. He said, man, you know, it was because of that church and because of the fellowship and, and because of that love, that experience there. He said, man, it, was, it got me back on the road with Jesus. And uh, he said, you know, I don't remember exact words. He has a good way of putting it, you know, in that trucker lingo, or whatever it is. But it was just cool. But he just, but he just talked about how, you know, his life was changed while he was here. And, um, and so that just, I don't know, that's just that's awesome to me. That's awesome to think about how, how impactful as we, you know, carry and these guys are talking about, you know, the 12 being saved in, in uh, Africa and, and how the entire orphanage is going to be saved. You know, it's going to be saved because of, because of what you're doing. Just, I want to say again, thank you for what, what you do. This church is incredible, and I'm just, I don't know, I'm, I'm honored. I'm thankful to be a part of what God's doing at Faith Renewed. Amen. Amen. It's just cool. It's just a good time. Uh, I do want to say this before we get into the Word today. Uh, there'll be no Wednesday night gatherings this week. Uh, so just, um, it's the day before Thanksgiving, and I know things get hectic. We don't normally have that. So we're, just this week, uh, I want you to take that off. But this is what I want you to do. I want you to rest up. So the following Wednesday night, I see you in church. Amen. Yeah, yeah. Tell your neighbors, say if you ain't coming on Wednesdays, look at them. Tell them, say if you ain't coming on Wednesdays, you're backslidden. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm being. I'm being me. But uh, you should. If if you don't come on Wednesdays, you may backslide. How about that? No, I'm just kidding. But just uh, just come. You know, it's just uh, it's just good. I know if you if you work and you're gone, I, I ain't talking to you. I just I, I understand your situation. But if you home watching Golden Girls or 90210, what comes on Wednesday? I don't know what comes on Wednesday nights anymore. You need to repent and pray and, and, and come back to Jesus. So it's just a great time. So don't miss what's happening on Wednesday nights. Amen? Amen? Amen. 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 All right, do this. Got your sword? Let's do it. First Corinthians chapter 12. First Corinthians chapter 12. Thank you for one person being awake. First Corinthians chapter 12. There, Jesus. Y'all realize this goes all over the world? (laughs) Seriously, this goes all over the world. We have people, um, you know, missionaries, Paraguay, and there's Peru, and and we went online, and these people just listened to our podcast in Germany and and just all these different parts of the world. I don't want to hear them when I say something about, let's go to the Word and turn to so-and-so. Come on. Are y'all ready to get in the Word today? Amen. That's what I want to hear. Them. Uh, that's what I want them to hear. Amen. First Corinthians chapter 12. A lot of verses, so just get ready. Verses uh, number 12. For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have been made to drink into one spirit. For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? And is the ear? And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I am not of the body. Is therefore not of the body? I like that whole kind of those question and, and, and talk thing that's kind of going on there. If the whole body were an eye, uh, where would be the hearing? If the whole hearing? If the whole were hearing, where would, uh, where would be the smelling? You've got a situation if you don't have all these things working out together. <laughs> got a little problem. But now God has set the members, each one of them in the body, just as he pleased. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? But now indeed there are many members, yet one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you nor again to the head, to the feet, I have no need of you. No, much rather, those members of the body which, have seem, which seem to be weaker are necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, on these we bestow great honor. And our unpresentable parts have great, greater modesty. But our presentable parts have no need, but God composed the body, having given greater honor to that part which lacks it that there should be no schism. That's a, that's a, that's a pretty cool word, no schism. Uh, just There should be none of that, in case you was wondering. Uh, there should be none of that. That word, means div- that word means division, if you have a translated Bible. There should be no division in the body, that, but that these members should have the same care for one another, and if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. Or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. That's why we was clapping earlier, you know, when we're hearing these testimonies. That's because we're rejoicing with it. And, um, and, and I, that also should happen on the flip side. When one is, there's a struggle, when one suffers, uh, we need to have that same connection, I guess, to say, uh, when, when that takes place. But If one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. Or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. It goes on to talk a lot of other things, but I'll stop right there. God, today, as we get into your word, Lord, I pray we'll be changed by it. I pray, God, that we'll be changed by it. Lord, I pray today, God, that this church, this, this body, which is your body, Father, today will just realize their worth, they'll realize their significance, they'll realize the calling the anointing, the, 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 the position that you want to put them into and what you want to do in their life. And I thank you for that today. I pray, God, each one of us in this room today will leave with a greater understanding of our worth because of you and because of your grace. And we just thank you for that today. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Our faith series... Uh, is continuing today, and and uh, as we jump into this, I I was really was really wanting to go another direction with this. I, I, the whole week, I've been working on a message, and I and, uh, may preach it next week if the Lord lets me do that. And it was uh, simply titled, Just Our Faith is Victory. I love that, and, and we are victorious people, and we've, we've won and we've overcome. And, and if I get to preach it next week, I don't want to preach it right now, but we've, we're victorious, amen? And, uh, and I was like, man, I, I just felt like some of the people needed that. As a pastor, as I sit back and as I deal with and interact with and, and just try to love on the, the people that God's placed me with, I just, I don't know, I, I just felt like it was a message that our, that our church needed. And as I was just you know, studying for this and looking for that, I really believe it's a word for God and God is going to use that word. and It's going to use it mightily. But as I was working on this, I felt like God stopped me and said, that's a good word, but it's not right now. So I stopped, so Friday afternoon, he just stopped what I was, he just literally stopped me and said, you need to hold off on that, and I'm going to take you another direction. So today, we're going to talk for a few moments about our faith is mission. So I want you to look at your neighbor and say mission. And so it is a mission. A mission is this, it's a specific task or duty that is assigned. So you understand this, and, and I believe this. When God does this, and I know when he does it, and he did this, and he wants us to, this word to, to be the, to this church today, you need to hear it. You need to listen to this and, and listen to what God's saying and understand this, that you have a specific task assigned to you. There is a thing that only God can do, and, and there is a thing that he, only he can do through you. And this task, this mission that he's placed us on it is, is so vast and so huge. And I could do series on this, this, and this simple word, the mission that God's placed us on and what God's doing in our life. But just a few things I'm going to try to just talk to you today because I know you, you just, you hungry. You want to get out of here in a little while, but but I, I just, I want to do this and, and I want to get this word in you. And, and, and it's just it's simply that our faith is really, it's, it's a mission. If we could come in here and celebrate and get rest and get victory and all these things and then do nothing with that word and understand that there is a mission for us to do, we failed miserably. We've missed it. We've, we've dropped the ball. And so as, as I, even coming off of the message that, that two weeks ago that I shared and about how we're to love as, 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 as God loves us and love him with a whole body, heart, soul, mind, all these things, and then love our neighbor as ourselves. And then these guys come in last week, the missionaries, and, and they said, we fill the word for this church is love the Lord God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. Pastor Ralph looked over me, and I was looking at him, and we was like, And I promise you this: I didn't tell them to say that. Some of y'all like, well, y'all y'all worked that out or whatever. Make sure no. God wants us to hear that word, and He wants us to walk out in that word. And so this this word today for us, this mission that God's placed us on, is this: it is now. How do we begin to love? How do we do that? How do we love the Lord God with all our heart and, and, and all of our soul, mind, and body and love our neighbor as ourselves? There's some things and there's a practical word that has to take place when we do this. I think a lot of times what we've done is we've made our faith so so mystical and spiritual and we've totally missed it. It's supposed to be practical. Oh man, y'all got a little bit more happier when I talked about the spiritual mystical side a couple of weeks back. But this is where the rubber meets the road. This is now what do we do with these things and what, what do we do that God's saying to us. Now listen to me. There is a side that we must do. And here's the deal. I'm, I'm understanding the people who are in this room today that are really faith people and really grabbing this word. They, they're just, they're, they, their mindset's wholly totally different. The right now, they're thinking, man, I don't want him to go on. I wish Terry would go ahead and start another series because I've had enough of our faith. No, they're so passionate about their faith and what God wants to do. This and I wish he would preached the rest of the year on this, maybe start in January and keep going with it because I'm a man of faith. That's what faith people do. But there is a practical side of this. There's some things that we do, and there's some things that should happen. And and, and a lot of times we do this, and I feel like, again, God interrupted all this is, and, and, and stopped every direction that I was going After these guys come in and shared, I think a lot of times we can look at the missionaries and look at them different than we look at ourselves. A lot of times we look in the Bible and we look at those guys they are different than us and, and they did what they did and then now we just talk about what they did. There's a lot of good worship services going on across America and they're just talking about what they did. And never really understanding that they're called to do something. That God has a plan for them and a purpose for their life. And, and, and we look at those guys sometimes and we say, man, they're missionaries. I'm just a business person or I'm a teacher, I'm this and I'm none of these things. But they're a missionary. No, what I want you to understand is this, that we are all missionaries. We all have a mission to do. We all have a work to do. And those guys, again, I just want to say thank you for this church. They just went on and on. They were like, man, we've just so felt well, so welcome, so thankful for, man, what you, the guys, what you did for us, what this church gave, and how they loved us while we were here and just were so thankful to be connected to faith renewed in this church. And, and so, again, that's, that shows a lot about your heart and what you're doing. But I don't want us to do this. I don't want us to say, all right, we're this, and then we're going to do this through just them. We're a faith renewed here in South Carolina who just goes to work, goes to church, goes to school, comes home, does this, tries to get by, and make it to the following week, but never does anything. And again, I understand that when I'm bringing a word like this, some of you are thinking, well, you just got do thanking us for what we do. And I do. Thank you very much for what you do. But we don't just sit back and just celebrate that and do nothing else. What's God saying now? What's the next step for us? Where do we go from here? Where do we get this place? And I believe this today. I believe God's given each of us a mission to do. Don't raise your hand, but how many today woke up, opened their eyes, and really thought about that today God has a mission for you? A specific task assigned just for you and a a, a specific task that he's called you to do. And I I look at verses in the Bible, and I I look at things like Jeremiah. Go to Jeremiah real quick. I didn't give you these, guys. Jeremiah 1. Jeremiah 1. I I want you to just hear this, and I'm going to try to get this. We don't have church Wednesday, so I'm going to go twice as long today. The faith people were saying Amen rest of them was saying, dear Lord. I'm not going to go twice as long. Verse 5. Verse 5. Listen to this. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. And again, we, we've taught and we, we've, we understand that, again, I believe we're starting to grasp this, that there are things in here, this book, that God wants to speak to us and say to us today. And I believe this is one of them. I believe this is one of those, 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 you know, those passages that God's called us to do. He may not ordain you just to be a prophet and go forth, all this prophets, but he's ordained you to, to a mission. He's ordained you to do something great for him. I believe that. And, and, and of course, if you, if you know this story, you know what happens. He goes on in verse 6, and then he wants to have this, you know, this kind of, uh, God, I, I can't do what you've called me to do kind of conversation. But we've never had this conversation. We've never done this, but I'm just going to read this because he struggled with it. Is that Okay. Just because he dealt with it. We never did, but just in case we ever ever wanted to think about this, I want you to hear this. He said, Oh Lord God, but behold, I cannot speak, for I'm a youth. Uh, but the Lord said to me, He said this, He said, Don't say I'm a youth, for you shall go to whom, to, to all to whom I send you. So here, here's the thing. Where is God sending you? Now, here's here's the question we have to ask. If if he has sent us somewhere, he sent Ken and Christy to Paraguay. But if you're a part of this, this church today, I believe this. I believe God sent you to Faith Renewed. I believe God sent you here. I believe we prayed you in, asked God to bring the people to connect to this body that he wants here, and then he can take this body and then just keep making his name known throughout the earth. I believe that's what it is. But we must ask ourselves this question. We have to say, God, you sent me here. Now, am I doing this? Am I fulfilling the mission that you've called me to do to the place that you've sent me to? Am I fulfilling it? In just the same way, they sat there and, and they shared last week, Ken and Chris, about what was going on and, and Angel reached over and she did this and she, she said, man, she said, they're going to miss them. If That city is going to miss them. That town is going to miss them when they leave. Because they shared pictures and they told us stories about how they opened up their home and how they are just taking out blankets and they're just loving on their neighbors and they're just doing the things that Jesus said for us to do in this Bible. And she reached over and she said, Man, she said, they're going to miss them when they're home. Let me ask you this question today if you weren't here, would you be missed? As a silence falls over the room, there's a holy hush all over. Would you be missed? Pastor Harry, one of my mentors, and I love him, he, he, he said this to me one time. He said, there's some people that will bless you when they come. And there will be some people that will bless you when they leave. Which were you at in that? I heard a pastor in North Carolina, a thriving church. He he made this statement. He said, "If this church was to die, I want this city to cry at our funeral." Huh. I can't hear that and, and not be stirred by that. I can't hear something like that. Here's the deal. If you were not here today, if if, if Brother Carrie was saying, uh, Hope left this earth and and they had this funeral. And now what void has been left by her? I don't even know her or her situation. But today, if you were no longer here, if you were no longer in this place, you were part of this body and you walked out the door, what difference would it really make? Now, again, this is not a push down. This is to get you to see how important you really are because as we look at this scripture, as we look all these different parts that make up this body, each one is so important. And this eye can't look at it, look at the, the hand and say, well, I don't need you. No, it needs it because it sees what needs to be done. And it's his hand that goes forth and goes out and places his hand on it and does this work. So whichever part you are, whether you're seen, not seen, or whatever, every one of us have a mission to do. Each one of us have a purpose and a plan. And I'm not saying this: all of you are not called to go jump on a plane and go to some foreign country. You'd be miserable because you're not called to do that. All of you are not called to be pastors or be on the staff of a church or be some type of leader in that way. you not called. You'd be miserable, and the people will be miserable. But truly, each one of you are called, some of you are called to be businessmen and businesswomen and go into your business and be a missionary on a mission sent with a specific task from God to go forth and do what he said to do. And only you can do that. Some of you are called to go into your school and your classroom and your workplace and your home, whatever it is and what is that specific task that God said for you to do that nobody else could do but you. And I heard this one time, and, 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 I, and, I, and I thought about it years ago, where somebody said, what if everybody in the church were just like you? What kind of church would that be? And when I say that, I'm not talking about, you know, well, I'm a hand, so if we got 200 hands, you know, we're uh, oh, you know, just going to run like a bunch. Of, I ain't talking about that. But what if, what if whatever function it is that you have, everybody worked? Like you worked, ah? What kind of church would it be? Would it be lame? And ever since, would it? Would it, would it be? Would that church? Would it just be have no no life? Would it be just? What, what if today? Just a full of what ifs. What if today everybody gave like you gave? Y'all love me today, man. Y'all going to need to be off Wednesday to recuperate from this one. You're going to need to go home and and just rub your toes this week to recuperate and get ready for next Sunday because you're going to need this. But what if everybody did this? Would this church be in debt forever? we've had a campaign and we've pushed and we ain't pushed it hard enough we ain't said enough about it we'll start talking more about it and we have this greater things campaign where we're trying to erase the second mortgage the debt off this church and, and move forward what if everybody did this what if everybody gave toward that the way you gave toward that would that debt ever leave us or will somebody sometime down the road will they be putting a for sale sign on our church I know this is heavy duty this is real what if, you know, what if everybody tithes like you tithe? My pastor's preaching money and I'm sick of it. <laughs> you better repent because it's in the Bible. And Jesus talked about it more than he talked about heaven and hell. That's right. And I need, I need to talk about it more. They have to remind me on Wednesday nights to take up the offering. Seriously, I just, I just, I trust God. I know what he's going to do and I just going to meet the need. But I need to do what I'm supposed to do to instruct, Teach. We have to do this. What if everybody served like you served? Well, I can see. I better move on. Or we're going to have five people here next Sunday. <laughs> well, what if that was the case? So what if everybody did it? What could we do? We have these outreaches and these things that are going on. Would these things just go off without a hitch or we'll we be struggling trying to make it happen? We have these things that God's called us to do and he's put us into. You have to understand in our text today that we talked about each part of us have a function in this body. Each one of us are called to do something in this body. Each one of us have a plan and God has a specific mission for you to do. And I don't, I don't think we grasp that sometime and realize how big it is. Sometimes we just, again, I, I want to say this, Karen, but you was just so dead on with what you were talking about during, this, during the time of offering and giving. I think sometimes we see that little bag cross by, and it's just nothing to us. It's no big deal. We don't understand it, but we, we don't understand that when we're putting something in there, we are paying lights and paying salaries and doing that kind of stuff, but, man, it's so much more than that. We're making the name of Jesus known to this city and to cities beyond because of what you do as a church, and that's how it happens. I talked to our, our, our new members in our meeting a couple of weeks back and, and I just and I, and I love what God's doing in our church and the people that he's sending and, and a lot of them aren't church people. So I, I'm learning that I need to do this and I, and I actually sit in and we talked about this and I, I explained to them, I, I just want you to know how the church works and how it functions. And I even just took a moment and said, you know, some people actually think, and I've talked to people about this, they just think we get grants from the government. You understand that government doesn't want this to exist. Whether we, we don't understand. They're, they're doing things even try to stop this from existing. So it, it's not government. We think we get some type of loan or we get some type of grant or whatever. And then, no, this is how it works. We're it. The body functions because of us. We're the body. We talked about even cutting grass and cleaning churches. We just do stuff. It's just, it's just, if we're a church family, we do this. This is what a family does. I don't think you know one person pays somebody else in their family to come clean or do something in their house. That's your your place. Some people don't like that. And they've even said it. Tell me, Pastor, we've been around now for a couple of years. We should start paying somebody. Somebody, That's somebody's function. Oh, man, I'm loving this. I'm having a good time all by myself. That's somebody's calling. That's somebody's anointing. It would be so jacked up for a pastor to come in and say, well, I'm going to take your anointing and rob you of that. Some of you don't see it as that. Some of you see it as, man, I, I wish I would have never signed up for this. Next time I do this cleaning schedule, take me off. Right. Next time we have the nursery push and, uh, you know, preschool, push, take me off. You lost your mind. That's <laughs> crazy to think about. I'm going to stop doing something God's called me to do. I'm going to stop serving. I'm going to stop this. What if everybody did that? What if everybody served while like we served? And we did this and we did these things. We have a mission. You have a purpose. You have a plan for your life. God's called you to do something. And I'm telling you, when you see this and understand the calling of God on your life and the anointing that he's placed on you, things will change. We have marriages struggling and suffering in this room because they don't understand that God's placed them together to be on a mission. We have, we have people in our church that may struggle with one another and deal because they've gotten their eyes off the mission. They've gotten their eyes off the focus of what Jesus has called us to do as a church. And we miss it. And when we take our eyes off of that, we begin to look at other things and we notice somebody else's faults. Oh, I'm anointed right now. You mad, get mad. Because here's just the deal. We get all upset and we don't do stuff. But here's the thing. If you was looking at the mission and what God's called you to do, you'd never see it. And if you did see it and you did see them suffering, you'd go over there and suffer with them and help them get out of their suffering. And then when they get out of their suffering, they start rejoicing, you would rejoice with them and you wouldn't be jealous. Good, Lord have mercy. Look at this. Go to Colossians chapter, chapter 4 real quick. Verses two through five. Just jot these down. You can turn there. Just go back and read them later. Listen to this. Continue earnestly in prayer. Listen to this word being spoken and being written to, the, to this church that, 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 that Paul's speaking to. Hear this. Continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Meanwhile, now listen. Hear, hear the this story. This is somebody who's on a mission. He said this. Meanwhile, praying also for us. Did you get that? I want you to do this. As as pastor, as, as I speak to the church, this, I like this order that he's going in. He says, I want you to do this. I want you to pray for the, for the and be vigilant with thanksgiving for what it is that God's called you to do. And while you're at it, pray for me. This is pretty cool. Meanwhile, praying also for us that God would open up doors. To hear this, that God would open up to us a door for the word to speak the mystery of Christ for which I am also in chains. This guy's in prison writing this. And he's praying for an open door, not for him to escape. So many times we're praying for the open door so we can get out of our situation. You're talking about God needing a word for you to hear. You need to hear this. It, I, I'm, praying that, I'm praying for you. And while you do this, meanwhile time, pray for me that the door would open for us not to get out of Dodge or get out of our situation. But pray for us while we're here in prison in chains for doing what God's called us to do. Uh, This is Bible. Uh, While we're out here in the gospel doing what he's called us to do, I want you to pray that a door would open for us so we can speak the mystery of Christ. That don't make sense. I'm just learning more and more of my messages are going to quit making sense. And I'm okay with it. I'm just, I'm gonna be, I'm just okay with it. I, I'm just okay with it. I'm okay with just, just coming here and just saying stuff sometimes that don't make sense. This didn't make sense. In jail writing to them about what God's called them to do and said, Meanwhile, yeah, to pray that while I'm in here that I can just keep on sharing the gospel, for which reason I'm in here to begin with. That's somebody who's on a mission. That's somebody who that don't see this prison. Am I, am I really in prison? oh, God, I thought I was passing through this place so I could do something for God while I was here. Some of you are going to go through some stuff, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm, I've, this ain't changed me. This ain't changed how I pray and how I believe. I'm praying for some of you for that, that situation to be overturned immediately and you to come out of it just, when, with just at, at that moment. I'm praying for Deborah moments where Deborah speaks to, to something on her arm that dries up and falls off. I'm believing for that. That I've never tra- I will never waver from the faith that God's put in my heart to see signs, wonders, and miracles happen immediately. But hear what I believe is God calling us to do. It doesn't matter whatever we may be going through. I believe God's going to take us through that for His glory and for His honor and we'll come out on the other side sharing the mystery of the gospel, showing love to somebody else, loving our neighbors. We love ourselves. Amen? I believe that. That I may make it manifests as I ought to speak. Walk in wisdom towards those who are outside redeeming the time. He goes back to them and it says this. All right, you're out there, you do this, and I want you to pray for me that while I'm in here, I do what I'm supposed to do. And I want you to go out, and he, and he says, I want you to walk in wisdom toward those outside, outside this faith. outside of this fellowship, this church family, this gospel, outside of the spiritual, spiritual climate, outside of Christianity, I want you to walk in wisdom toward those people, show love for them, and I want you to redeem the time. I believe NIV says I want you to make the most of every opportunity. That's mission. Some of you are praying that that God will do something and he'll heal something, he'll give you something or whatever. But you have to understand is he wants to heal you and he wants to give you and all those things so that you can fulfill the mission. And if you would ever get focused on the mission, if you'd ever get focused on what God wants to do in your life and the reason he wants to do it, he'd probably do it a whole lot quicker. Some. Y'all go pray, God never change my message on Friday afternoon again, aren't you? <laughs> Man, I ain't got time to get into all this. But, but I want you to just read, I want you to, to read Galatians 5. And I want you to just look at the scripture in there. And I want you to look at how you fulfill this mission. Do that this week. You're off, you're off church on Wednesday. You've got time. I want you to read. I want you to look at the scriptures as he talks about walking in the spirit. When we walk in this spirit, we won't fulfill the lust of our flesh. It don't mean just it's not going to happen. When we walk in the spirit, when we, when we live our life in this place, we won't fulfill those lusts. We say, man, I wish I could get out of this struggle, I mean, this, this, this battle, whatever it is. But you got to understand is, is that if you walk in the spirit, And you you just over here walking in the spirit and all this stuff's going on and crazy stuff's happening. I I believe that these guys were walking in the spirit when they wrote this stuff, man. And God was doing these incredible, crazy things through their life. And they didn't see all the mess and all the stuff. And it gets into some stuff in here. It gets into some stuff. And it starts going into, I mean, it gets into some things, man. And I sat with with somebody this week and, and I just spent some time and we just prayed and we got in the word and we really talked because I'm gonna be honest, there's some things I've been asking God to show me in the book. There's some things that I'm, I'm asking God to make very clear to me. Very clear. I want, us to be, I want us to be solid in our foundation and know what God is speaking to us as a church. And, and as we sit down, and I sit down this week and just begin to study out the word of God and really look at this book, some of the things that have been said and been done and been taught, I, I don't see in here. God help me right now because I want us to get this. We sometimes just go through this little stuff in church and we come through and we do our little thing and we just go, we just go on and I, there's no change there. And I'm going to be honest with you. As I look into this word and as I study this word, I, I believe when you're saved and God saves you, I believe there will be some things be different and change in your life. I've, I've heard teachings on both sides, and I, I, and I've, I've just, I just believe there will be some change. And here's the deal, and this is what I believe God's showing us, showing me. And I look back, and I look at scriptures like in Romans 10, where it says that you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. This it during those times that you become saved. And I think a lot of times we do this, and I'm asking God to make this very clear to us. I think sometimes we confess with our mouth, but we never believe in our heart. There's never been really no belief. A belief in our heart is the word pasteo. It is, it is the word where we literally do this. We fully rely, we depend upon, we trust in, and as a result, it changes our action. Amen. You, and you get this is, this is freedom when you see this. When you fully come to a place where you just rely in, trust in, believe in, and you, you confess with your mouth you believe in your heart, you're saved. And this is what we've done in the church a lot of times. We have somebody raise a hand or at an altar or, or say a sinner's prayer and then we go back and we say, well, man, they, they just fell off the wagon, man. I can't believe we, they've backslid and we've missed them and we dropped, whatever, I don't know. But here's what I think. I believe a lot of times they confess but they never believed. And so I'm saying, God, help us really believe this stuff. It's, I think sometimes the church is kind of like, and 1 John has really been rocking my world, man. Y'all need to come on Wednesdays because it's, it's, been, it's just been crazy. Because when you, when you really experience this and you walk in this light, you walk and live and do things differently. Not because of you, but just because of the love of God, the grace of God is poured in you, and you go forth and do these things. And then it says this. It says, if you don't, you're a liar. And I think sometimes we've done this, we have, we have we've, we, there's really only two ways. You've got a follower of Jesus. We, we talked about this other, other ways tonight. You have a follower of Jesus or you have the Antichrist. One of the two. Antichrist. So wrong. Nine to ten Christ. I mean, you have I mean, anti. You are these. And that's what it says. You either this or you that. Now here now here's what I want you to understand. I think sometimes we've created this little in-between thing and we call that Christian. I know this is tough when you think about food right now, but you gotta stay with me for two more minutes. Hear me. But... Because here's the thing. What sense does this make? If I say Adam go clean your room. And then Adam comes back an hour later and he said, "You know dad, I've been thinking about what you said. Matter of fact, I memorized what you said." And you know something, I memorized it backwards and forwards. You said go clean my room, and you said room clean go. I, man. And then and then he does this. He, he does this. He calls a couple of his buddies over and his friends over and they have a study about how he should clean his room. <laughs> I'm supposed to clean my room and I'm supposed, to, I'm, supposed to, I'm supposed to get this stuff cleaned up in my room. I'm supposed to get this mess cleaned up. And you know what so I'm going to go and I'm going to do this. I'm going to find out how to say clean my room in the Greek. <laughs> oh, Some of y'all parents say, you better listen to the pastor. He's talking to you. <laughs> What sense does that really make? He comes down, and I've said, go do this. Go clean my room. What, what is it going to really matter? What kind of effect is it going to have? He comes back here and tells me that he memorized how to clean his room. You know something? I believe if I, if I picked this up, put this in, this in this place, and I folded this, and I put this in this closet, and I had done this right here, my room would be clean. I think the church has done that for too long. We've got again. We've talked about it. Man, we said, man, we're going to, we, if we did this, if we love somebody this way and we gave like this and we serve like this or whatever, you realize we could change the world. Da, yeah, yeah, people get, yeah, we could change the world. People out of wheelchairs and, and, oh, yeah, da, 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 and we just, hey, I'm serious, man. I've been in this thing all time. Some of y'all new folks, man, what's he talking about? No, we've done this for, I've been in this for 30 years, man, and for 30 years, I bet it's the church services, man. I see people run, flip, and and we're just going to keep doing everything God tells us to do, too. We're going to have fun doing it. But really, I've just seen that for too long. You know, man, what if the church was really rise up and we'd really do these things and we'd really step up? Oh, we could change the world. Do all that. It's fun doing that, man. Some of y'all don't do that. Y'all missing out, man. It's just fun doing all that. But what sense does it make when, when, when daddy says go clean the room, what we need to do is just go clean the room. Right. And just get up and just go do what he says. I, I, man, I got so so passionate, so, so pumped the other day. I was in the hospital doing some visitation. And I ran into an 82-year-old minister. 82 years old, and I close on this. Gary, come on up here before I just preach another hour and a half. 82 years old, and I thought about this. I'm 40. This is 42 more years, in case y'all were struggling with the math on that. That's 42 more years from now. This man of God is going around the hospital and he's visiting and he's praying. And he's speaking life into situations, man. And we hooked up. We ended up in the same hospital room, man. And we started talking. And he started sharing these stories. And, and he just started telling me. I and mean, he talked about what happened 50 years ago when he was on a hospital bed. And he had this liver disease. And, and, and he was about to die. And all this stuff was going on. And they didn't know what to do. And one of the women in this church that he was pastor, she come into his room and she said, here's the deal. She said, at nine o'clock in the morning, the women of this church are going to be praying for you and God's going to heal you. I'm sitting there, man, like a kid in the candy store, man. I say, come on, boy, tell me what happened. He said, you know what I did? He said, at nine o'clock the next morning he said I just mustered up every bit of strength that I had and he said I looked out of my hospital bedroom and I believe it was in Georgia he said I looked out across Conyers, Georgia wherever this area he was at and he said I just looked down and he said it was 9 o'clock and he said I took what strength I had he said I raised up my hand he said God I thank you that I'm healed he said God I thank you that I'm healed and here's the deal Here's how this works. There was a group of women on a mission. A specific task that only they could do. And the women in another building, in another part of the city, was crying out to God saying, God, heal our pastor. He said, I felt the power of God come over my body. And he said, and I was healed. And he said, it was 50 years ago. And he said, 50 years later, I'm still rejoicing. I'm still praising God. I'm still lifting up his name because I believe. And he said, this is it. And you should hear the guy. I'm going to have him come here sometime. He can barely talk. He, his, his, throat, his voice is so raspy. I just—he said the daughters have told him that he has this thing on his throat, and it is just something he just got to deal with. But I I was just so cool at eighty-two years of age. You know what he could do? He could sit home at a house and flip channels. He's eighty-two. He he should be out on the golf course, and he should be living. Eighty-two years of age. You hear me? He says. He says, brother. He says, they tell me that this one day, this is going to stop me. He said, this is what I told them. He said, if my voice ever stops, prop me up in a full gospel pulpit. And he said, I'll just keep pouring to heaven. I'll just keep pouring to heaven. I'll just keep pouring to heaven. And that's a mission. Aaron showed this video of this pastor last week and I told this to her men Sunday night, man. Sometimes we just go through this stuff, man. We just go through the motions. But man, I sat there and I cried and I watched the video of a pastor who says, man, I've been in chains. If I have to go back to chains, so be it. I'm going to keep preaching the gospel. And I went home and I'm going to be honest, I laid on my bed. And I just cried out to God. I said, God, would I do that? Would I do that? (laughs) If they came in the doors and they rested me, me, would would I be back next Sunday if they let me out? I said, man, you know, maybe we should just go have our own groups. He's got a mission and he's called me to do it and he's called you to do it. And God stopped this whole week for you because as I stood there this morning, as I prayed out to God and as I worshiped Him, God said this. There's some of you in this room today, and I know nobody speaks, that this week you thought about taking your own life. And I'm not trying to get a reaction out of anybody, but I'm just being obedient to what God's saying. But this week, you wanted to quit and you wanted to give up because the devil lied to you and said you have no purpose. If you were gone, they wouldn't even notice. But I got good news for you today. God sent me here to let me know, to tell you that he has a specific plan, a specific purpose for you. Regardless of your age, 82 years old or eight regardless of where you're at, physically, emotionally, whatever it is, God has a plan for you. And our faith, if it's not mission, it's not faith. And I'm going to tell you this. Our faith is not all about us. It's all about Him and what He's called us to do. Will you stand? Oh, man. It's not over no the place I just want you to do this for me. Just bow your heads for a second. Oh God, let there be some sense made of this in spirit. Let them grab this today, God. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. I don't know who I'm speaking to even this week what some of the stuff you've dealt with and that lie that's been spoken to you and that is a lie that says you have no worth and there's no plan and there's really no purpose for you and it really doesn't matter I want you to know that is a lie from the pit of hell but today in any way if you're struggling with the purpose that God has on your life and the mission that God has called you into, I just want you to it, just, just slide your hand up today to the Lord. Just slide it up, slide it up high, bless you. Okay. All right. If today I'm going to ask this, if you're in this room and you don't, you don't have the relationship. You're not in the place where you've done this. You may have confessed, but you never believed, man. There's been no place where you really came and say, God, I really want to rely trust in you. And God, I ask you to change my behavior. I ask you to change the direction. God, help me to walk in this way. I want to confess and believe you that you are Lord, that you are God. I want salvation to come to my house today and to my life. That's you, and you don't know Christ, but you want to today. This is where it begins. If that's you, just simply slide your hand up. If that's you. If that's you, just slide it up. If that's you. I'm in this place, and, and I, don't, I don't know. We got, man, I want us to be so secure in that, knowing, knowing. And I'm going to ask this third one right now. Because I believe God's concerned about all three. If you're here and you're in this place and and, and today, you would say, I I feel like I'm in this place of change today. I'm in this situation. I'm in this struggle. There's things that are going on in my life. And, and, And we're going to pray that God will immediately break chains and you'll be loose to whatever but God has just a perfect plan for you and regardless of how he breaks it and you go through it but I really want you to grasp the whole concept of man regardless of it pray for me that I'll make the most of every opportunity I'll I'll just redeem the time I'll just just, just keep serving keep loving keep giving I'll keep doing what God's called me to do and keep me on the mission if that's you and you're in one of those places a day of change there's a battle raise your hand up If you raise it up for any reason, can we take a few moments to pray for you? I want you to just come out. I want you to step out, and I just want you to come stand in this altar. And as a church family, we want to wrap our arms around you. We want to pray with you. We want to believe with you today that God's going to do exactly what he wants to do. If there's anybody in this room, again, I I want to know Christ. I'm in this battle. I'm in this struggle. There's something going on. But regardless of it, I want to know the purpose, the plan. Just come and just fill up this altar. Amen. Give these guys a hand as they come down here, man. This is awesome. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Some of you, I don't know, I just, I really sense this. There's some. we have a lot of people in the the school system. I want you to see that God's called you there. That is one of the missions that he's placed you. We have businessmen in this church. That's where he's placed you. Don't think that's not important. Don't think, don't look any way that's a different part of the body and say that body's important. I'm not. Each one of you in this place today, God's purpose and has a specific plan for you. Amen. Church family, let's do this. Let's come around our, our, our family right now. Can we pray for these? I want you to step out and come down and let's just pray for one another if we can. Let's take a few moments to lift these guys up to the Lord. And let's pray with them. Hallelujah. Thank you, guys.